What up, what up? I'm not supposed to be here. We're back. <laughs> We're back for another episode, another week. What? How's everybody doing? I'm I'm doing okay. You know, I got lost on the way here, but we're not in our usual studio location. <laughs> yeah, I called Jeez. I called Trent. <laughs> I called Trent called me and was like, "Where are you at?" I'm like, "Over by the football field." He's like, he's like football, "Football field." He was like, "Football field." We're out in like an industrial. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're like in the middle of warehouses um, right yeah. now. Like, shout out, shout out, shout out, Nula Studios. <laughs> Nula, there's I'm doing all right. The Oh, sorry. Ice cream trucks. No, no, you're good. No, no, you're good. good. We, uh, yeah, ice cream Gotta trucks. Gotta let it be known. The, the Celsius is zapping me right now. <laughs> oh, my Fresh gosh. off that natural caffeine. So funny. Uh, got a nice little text from my girl. We had a little beef, but then she, Ooh, you know, she, she came it. around and was like, you know what? <laughs> He's quashed <laughs> a decent yeah. dude. You know? hey. I like how he sits back, relaxed, like, yeah, I decent know. Dude. Like, I know. Honestly, it's I'm just about, like, versions. problem solving. I mean, we've all Absolutely. been in relationships, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And it's like... Relationships episode. Oh, oh, I got it. so, like... Actually, I didn't I even get so tight. <laughs> like, anger, I don't know. I don't really get mad. I mean, I deal with other emotions... A hundred thousand percent, but generally I'm not really an angry person, which I'm like thankful for. But you know, you'll get a little friction between anybody. But like, I'm I think I'm I think not tooting my own horn here, but I think I'm pretty decent at like, (sighs) okay, (laughs) what is going on, and like, what's the only logical way to approach it? You know what I mean? And it's like. Perhaps that's my retail background. <laughs> no, that's Working fair. on Fifth Avenue's put me through some shit. But oh my uh gosh, yeah. no, I'm just I'm being <laughs> silly. But uh but anyways, feeling good. Celsius is flowing. Uh relationship is is thriving. Um and it's a beautiful day here. Literally like sixty degrees and sunny. Are we in Los Angeles, boys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, here we are, episode ten. This is uh this is a pretty pretty big one. I mean, we've we've come from yeah, it's a milestone. Absolutely, we're halfway through our first season. Um, yeah, we're like expanding, growing, meeting new people. Yeah, uh, and we have a uh, an interesting topic today. We do. Trend. But before yeah. we get into that topic, let's introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, mm. I am the one, the only Trent L. Dixon. Oh my Whoa. god! Oh my god! Oh, he dropped it. Episode it ten far, got him. You get the full name, the full Guppy. Don't look me up though. <laughs> you might find a white guy that likes Planet of the Apes and hockey. Anyway, oh, I'm here yeah. with my beautiful co-host. Lucas MG. Ooh, MG. Lucas LMG. That sounds like a fire car. <laughs> Pulled up in that LMG. Yeah. I guess it's LMG. like a it's light like an automatic gun. weapon. Everybody yeah, light, like light machine gun. I don't know. All these like it's, Call of Duty heads are it's always the big boy you gotta hold yeah. with two hands. That um, shit doesn't yeah. seem too light. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel it's like not, what's going right now. It's boop, not boop, light boop. at all. It's, it's not it's light. Crazy. No. But Lucas Gustin, hi, y'all. And last but not least, the Ute, the have... man, the kid. Oh, my gosh. Eclectic Zage. We got Christian, Christian Felix. <laughs> hey, y'all. I was not ready for all that. Yo. <laughs> you deserve it, sir. Oh, you deserve, you deserve it, it, B. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so... Interesting topic. I got flustered. Um, <laughs> yeah. you're fl- you deserve it, young man. <laughs> um, I, 
how do you feel? I, I like to call Christian like the, like he's like an encyclopedia. Do you, is that okay? Yeah. I, I okay. love that. It's Cause like this dude, Chris, for all, I mean, our listeners know if there's any new listeners, um, Christian and I work together. Uh, actually not anymore. I just yeah. actually moved jobs, oh, but damn, like, right. I'm like, Hmm, I'm like sitting in the middle of like boredom. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what this means, but uh, let me ask Christian. And then it's just like, like uh, my like IRL chat GPT. Like he puts it all together for me. Um, but yeah, so that being said, you deserve your introduction. But uh, we're here for a special purpose today, a special topic. Uh, Trent, per usual, break it down for us. What are we looking uh, at here? Our topic today is selling out. Ooh. Hmm. We're, we're going to explore what that means. Let me see yeah. if I have the dictionary. Definition still pulled up. I don't. Speaking oh, of selling, selling out, out, I want to sell out Madison Square Garden one day. Whoa! Ooh. Is that the first time that's been verbalized? We're speaking into existence. I want to say. Whoa! I want, I want, I want, that's that's the goal. You know, I went to a Kendrick concert, and it was his like time. I went two times. Well, I went to a Kendrick concert two times. One at Barclays, and one uh, it was a championship tour, and he took it to Madison Square Garden. And that was my first concert, and it was one of the most beautiful experiences ever. Incredible. And I've seen, like, SZA sell out the concert recently. I think she sold it out. Um, usually, by the time they get to that point where they're booking it by themselves, they sell it out. But just, just a beautiful venue. When, and just to speak about that. When you sell out Madison Square Garden, given its circular design, d- does it, like, every seat, or do they, like, cut out a quarter of it? They, for Madison Square Garden is, like, too huge. So they cut out because it, you lose the value and like, being all the way to the top of the, the rafters. Thing. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it goes really high. It's, like, a huge venue. So they have, like, you know, just a, just a bottom portion about, mm. and then, like, a, it's pretty high up, and then they have, like, little corporate offices in the back. Like, they right. have a lot of stuff, a lot of VIP sections. Has anybody, like, done the whole damn thing? I wouldn't be surprised. Probably like um, Billy Joel. Isn't he, like, the... I, top performing guy there all time maybe maybe um i, I feel like they kind of restrict that because it's a fire hazard to have that many people in one stadium also okay that makes sense um, they have capacity but in case of something happens to get all those people out of the building it's just a it's fire code thing fair enough madison yeah. square we see you in yeah. your uh, logical matters there <laughs> <laughs> but so so i think capacity. that that brings about an interesting uh, immediate focal point for me at least is that there's really like a, a split down the middle in selling out, whether it's like, yeah. boom, you sold out. Like, dude, I sold out the show. Or it's like, you sold out. Man, you sold out. Like, you're not what you used to be. <laughs> yeah. So where, where do we dive into this here? Okay, so what, what does it mean to you guys? Because I have the definition pulled up, but I, I think we, let's, let's get some personal accounts. Um, what does it mean? Selling out, to sell out means that you go counter to your authentic uh, vision of yourself to a degree um, for monetization. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I think it's like where you started uh, and then you, you blow up exponentially, whether it be in apparel, in music, and acting, and writing. Um, and I guess you become put on such a pedestal for your, generally speaking, talent that you can kind of lose touch with your origins to those who are claiming that you sold out. So yeah. do you have to blow up to sell out? Because some people might say that, you know, uh, if you're not blowing up and you can sell out and then blow up. Yeah. You know, you uh, how would you do that? Like, what do you mean? Like, like if you, if you, a contract or if something. you say, hey, 
like what I'm doing now isn't working, but this is what's what's working. This is what's selling. So I'm gonna stop doing this because it's not making me money. And do like this. Yeah. as opposed to clothing being doesn't make me money, but I have to work a regular <laughs> job. So I gotta. I'm what, selling what kind, out. I don't know. How do you sell out as a uh, as a clothing maker? Supreme, I guess. <laughs> One would argue. Oh man, we lost I'm our sur- make, Supreme endorsement in the future. I think. Well, f- to that record, I think that they're. I think they have stayed so fucking true to themselves but yes, that'll be my true. that'll be my uh bone to pick later on okay. uh, but what so what what is Spring this official uh what is this uh official so the official definition is a person who compromises their personal values integrity talent etc for money or personal advancements informal uh, a person who betrays cause organization or the like traitor an act of instance of selling out uh there was another one that mentioned community i think i like that Mm. What was that? Uh, selling out or sold out past tense uh, is a common expression for compromising the person's integrity, morality, authenticity, or principles by foregoing the long-term benefits of, collect- of a collective or group in exchange for personal gain, such as money and power. I really like that one that it was money mentioning, like a collective yeah, or a group. Cause, I, um, I don't know. That, <laughs> I, I think it's just so interesting how people take artists and when they you know when they buy in you or they invest in you they feel like they own a piece of you or what you do Mm -hmm. um do they kind of or they 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 at least feel like it but do they they kind of um are they kind of do a a chunk of you if they like you know, as an artist, you? hell no. This is an interesting contrast. All right. Yeah. But like, so if like record label ABC puts you on, gives you your first hit single, so to speak, obviously you're the author of the originality, but do they, I, do they get a piece of your, of your success? I would, I would say, I mean, to the stakeholders. Yeah. Trent, but, what do you mean when you say do they get a piece of your success? Define that. Uh, like, do they get they, a piece of your are success? They owed it or I mean, because uh, yeah, are they, they owed it? If they're investing in you, you know, they're gonna get a piece. That's part yeah. of the, that's part okay. of the contract you sign. Uh huh. But do what they was get your credit? Uh, like, do they deserve credit? Nah, they don't deserve credit. I mean, maybe I, I like know. a little like produced by or like whatever brought yeah. to you by United Records or whatever the hell. Sometimes <laughs> I f- I have a I have an interesting. Uh, I feel like everyone in the industry, whether it be like the artists themselves or like the team that comes up around them, it takes a lot of money for like a lot of things to work. So I understand like a lot of people take like loans and stuff just to just to process like a couple of arts because even like, I don't know, renting out a studio is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like for like music studio, you got to have that person and then the audio engineer. So like yeah. imagine somebody's paying like $60 for one hour. So you can imagine wow. like three hours, 180 to maybe get one half song done <laughs> and then you yeah. get what a fraction of a penny but and you get a pr- fraction and yeah Spotify. for a stream and then it comes to streaming yes. mm-hmm. and then imagine someone's just like hey i'll foot the bill for you do whatever you want <laughs> they did something sign me they up definitely it. did no, it's like, kind of, <laughs> they, they did something so i understand yeah, yeah that, that's kind of where i was coming from but the problem mm-hmm. is that sometimes they they believe that the person is no longer human after they make a lot of success. Okay, which is that's not just good. maniacal. Yeah. yeah, like like oh yeah. What's like an instance of that? Instance is uh, um, I guess we could bring up 
his name when art when Prince was like signed up to the mm. thing. He's a example of an artist that was fighting so hard in the industry just to, you know, have his like due share. Mm-hmm. Um, he did get from my like surface surface level like surface surface level interpretation of it. Um, he had originally like needed the label for like the first few albums. Mm-hmm. But back then they were having you sign like deals to make really, really long albums. And like, mm-hmm. even especially in the nineties, like they were signing you for like six albums, six albums is like what somebody <laughs> does in their whole career. So yeah, imagine, literally. imagine like if you're on your second album and you blow up by your first, like your second album blows up. Yeah. You really don't need the labels of money on yeah. the fourth one. And but I understand, but you're contractually signed by that point. Yeah, yeah, you're contractually obligated to pay them. And then depending, there's so many deals because there's so many, like you have distribution deals, you have uh, deals in terms of um, um, how publishing, there, there's like a right to perform your own music. So some people, sometimes people lose the right to perform their own music. Oof, that's... yeah. Okay, so that was, that's like a really see, ugly, so it get, but it, very realistic. It, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it get it gets you. You got to get in the weeds of it. I feel like we can do a music industry episode. <laughs> not trying to get not trying to get blackballed on on episode yeah. ten. But like, you know what, hmm, Mister Eclectic Sage, you have a podcast. Oh yeah, and it seems like you're saying some stuff. <laughs> but the point of the podcast the is to speak truth to power. I feel like, and also absolutely very well said. And I think that um, I think that the you know the Prince, the Michael Jackson, even the Beatles, they got fucking whooped out of their uh, record deal. But I think yeah. that also those you know pioneers, for what it's worth, I think they really also set. Um, by a firsthand experience, an example for you know the new generation who's like, oh shit, I saw what happened to them. Yeah, like, shout out to independent me. artists knowing. Absolutely, they yeah. Research and also that the sadly internet. comes from like off the backs of like the greats of the past, you mm-hmm. know, or not the past so to speak, but those who have come before. Yeah. Um, Being like, hey, don't don't do this. Don't sign this thing. Don't. And I, I appreciate like elders looking at down at the new generations expo- experiencing that pain because they could mm-hmm. easily just be like. Let the new kids do what they yeah. want. Yeah, they, let, them, they, let them learn how we had to learn. Yeah, like just let them go through. But there's a lot of people that are just like, hey, this is like, this should be shared. This should be the type mm-hmm. of things. And I feel like that helps people in terms of the current not be seen as sellouts as mm-hmm. much as mm-hmm. like in the past. So so aside from the music industry, um, Trent, are there any, uh, or Christian, are there any uh big focal points for selling out for y'all i feel like you could sell out any day any day where you have to trade your uh integrity for money fucking money man yeah, yeah. that part but i mean what what, what like comes Within to mind reason. for y'all for selling out i mean i guess like music is is pretty initial for me also i think of yeah i mean my interest like i think a lot of again supreme i think a lot of people say like supreme sold out i think they could be a pretty class example of like did they or did they not? Um, what does it mean to sell out? And I think there's a, a number of different uh, facets to explore yeah. within that. Can, can you explain that? Because I'm, I'm a little uh, surface level with Supreme. Yeah, I mean, so starting in April 1994, they started as a small skate shop on Lafayette, downtown Manhattan, um, you know, selling hard goods, uh, which is like trucks, wheels, skateboards, things like that. Uh, they were really... I mean, as as far as my knowledge goes, and I'd like to think I'm I'm pretty well versed, but they were one of the first skate manufacturers to or skate brands to manufacture quality apparel. So they're taking notes from Ralph. They're taking notes from 
uh, I believe even like Fubu back then. Uh, they're taking notes from shout out Fubu. Shout out Fubu, <coughs> shout out to Fubu. Fubu shoes. Uh, they're they're <laughs> taking notes from Fubu wrong, shoes. Yeah, wrong era. That but rolls off the tongue right there. Yeah. Um, and I mean they're taking notes from like high end luxury brands like Gucci, um, Louis Vuitton. Anyways, so uh, along with that initial quality, taking the quality over quantity approach, they've they've blown up exponentially over the past what is now about to be three decades. Um, and, and I guess a lot of their critics would say like, oh, you know, this started as a small skate shop and now they're, you know, collaborating with, uh, I mean, who was it recently? Kuji and like, uh, I mean, Louis Vuitton, Kermit the Frog, like all these other, you know, <laughs> different <laughs> Selling types of bricks. brands. Like what is which doing is like, Kermit the Frog. Which is, I guess, like, you know, branching outside of skateboarding. But I think skateboarding can also be. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say toxically in, insulated to where it's like, oh, like if you're not from here, then like you can't be here. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I think that it takes those pioneers to, to you know, push the envelope and do what hasn't been done or else it's going to stay exactly where it's at. And so in terms of selling out, um, I think that people or again, their critics would say like, oh, you know, you, you're not the same little skate shop you used to be on, on Lafayette 94. Yeah, no shit. Like this is a completely different game. Yeah. It's a different market, different interests. Um, and I mean, yeah, of course it's not as small as it, it once was, but my one, um, you know, I guess, uh, defense in, in their name, I'm over here, like fucking yeah. Supreme's moral lawyers. No, but this is a good is example that, of people. Is that, um, is that there's still a fucking skate shop. And if you go to the lower East side skate park, LES skate park, you're going to see their influence directly. Tell and that comes from their videographer, yeah. Uh, William Strobeck, their incredible skate team, um, the insane style that they have, the grace, the flow, the like attraction that it brings. Um, as far as I can see, I mean, shed all of the other things, the Kate Moss, the, you know, three, six mafia, Mike Tyson, all that, all that, which is really incredible. I was going to say all that shit, but it's not shit. It's really quality stuff. Um, and there's still a skate shop and they're still sponsoring badass skaters, giving them badass clothes and, supporting the skate scene to, to take it to that next envelope. So again, are they the same? No. Did they sell out? My argument as to why they didn't would be that they still support skateboarding and did what they initially did mm. or are still doing what they initially started out to do. Oh, I that, feel, I feel like you highlighted something really important, which did. is, which is, um, it's not really selling out when, like everything is subject to change. It's not going to be, especially as you scale up, as you get older, exactly, as you, as yeah. you get larger, but just still, you know, maintaining that core essence of your origins, like mm -hmm. you said before, and like supporting the, like the initial place and mm -hmm. just fostering new things that could come out of it. Absolutely. Um, They're that, really good that, at that fostering. Yeah. That aspect of it, they didn't sell out, but I feel like you mm -hmm. could sell out, in one area as opposed to another. But you had something to say, Sharon? Yeah, I was going to say you brought up an interesting point about the community being insulated. It's like, Ed, well, that, that, that brings a couple questions to mind. Um, how do you distinguish growth and evolution with selling out? And yeah. also, follow-up question, who decides on whether or not this company, this group, this person has sold out? 
like ultimately who is that who who is who can actually say that because like you said there's critics on both sides yeah you're on one side they're Mm -hmm. on the other who has the final say and who how do you determine that i mean this like if you skate it's like if you know you know type thing but i mean it's just like heads in the industry really that like have the most pull uh whether they be veterans or like up and coming or just have the most skill or it's like the people who are who are like the the most influential at the time. So I think it's like it's kind of an unspoken consensus and I think that also um I mean skateboarding's so broad now with all social media and just like the vast expansion of the internet and content. Uh they're really like I'm over here spewing my shit but there's like some kid across the you know world who's like oh I completely disagree. So um, I, again, I come from an older generation, so to speak. Um, I grew up skateboarding in the early 2000s. So I have like my kind of like fixated, uh, vantage point on it, but there's really, to answer your question, there's really no specific, like, you know, NFL, NHL, like this is who's what, and this is where it's all at. But I think, uh, it, it's a completely subjective form that to me, comes with uh like the who holds the most weight of like what's going on in skateboarding is within those who are most experienced and who have been around the longest uh which is coming from a origin of like skill uh pro skaters so on and so forth so whoever has like the most Mm. og status kind of uh is the ones that are that are directing i guess which way the show is going and also skateboarding is so fucking subjective that there's no the only reason somebody's a pro skater is because like your homies are like, dude, you're a pro skater. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, your name is on Whoa. your board. Again, there's no like, I mean, I think boxing is like that as well, where there's no like officiated, yeah. you know, national league of uh, skateboarding or anything like that. So, I mean, <laughs> like it's all a completely subjective form. thing. But, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, and it, it, it's kind of like a tough thing to pin down because it's all subjective, and it, really, it's kind of like a if you know, you know type thing, mm-hmm. um, which. That being said, just like sheds light that it's like so subjective that my opinion holds no weight to the kid that like doesn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that's that's kind of like the the who's who or what's what of, of the skate industry. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you for uh, being a pro skater. <laughs> if you see his videos i mean they're, they're really captivating i mean if you captivate my attention you're a pro skater yeah. right? hey, i'll take That's that it. also i love skater culture because mm-hmm. like no matter like i'm just starting to like skate like i'm mm-hmm. novice but like people look at you and like it's the only culture where they're just like if you have a board come aboard like they they're, Absolutely. they're no, already I like that. they're already really they're like one of the coolest, like, kindest people I know. That could like, be a slogan for, like, a skate school. Right? <laughs> you know, I just started going to the gym, and I feel like the gym is similar in that regard, where it's, like, I walked in there, uh, for our listeners, I'm, like, six one, fucking pretty thin, so I'm, like, you know, not built by any stretch of the measure, so to speak, but, like, walking into the gym, I was very, uh, you know, kind of nervous, a little self-conscious, like, oh my God, there's all these like, you know, it's like some seeing somebody doing an incredibly complicated trick at the skate park, like, oh my God, but, you know, incredibly fit people. But I noticed that like, it's a very, generally speaking, open environment and people yeah. aren't very hypercritical or staring at you or that's pointing good. or laughing that's like some yeah. shit like that. But, um, but that, that's not the, the, the topic of the matter. Yeah. But, um, but, but again, to, to circle back there, I think that, um, that that's one way that selling out could be viewed as well. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I think Supreme is a, is a, is a 
uh, kind of lovely example of that. But yeah, what o- what other ways are there to, to um, sell out? One example comes to mind is um, more recent one. So it was during the whole um, Black Lives Matter movement um, yeah. where Colin Kaepernick was, you know, criticized for kneeling. And then you had that whole thing with Jay-Z uh, investing in the NFL. Well, I don't know if he was investing, but he was. Um, he put yeah, money what towards was he doing it. with that? He was. Um, he was. He was put in charge of, and somebody's gonna correct me. I think he was like put in charge of like entertainment or some shit like that. I wasn't within um, the NFL. Yeah, within the yeah. NFL, like he oversaw it or something prior yeah, like, or after to Kaepernick. This was during. Okay, during. during. Okay. Yeah, and everybody kind of called him a sellout, and I think there was a quote from him. He was like, "The time for kneeling is done" or some shit like that. Like he was like, yeah. Wait, was so like, he? Was, I thought he was pro Kaepernick. I think he was, and then that yeah. deal. And I think he's still, pro. or at least he thought of himself as pro Kaepernick. But that was like one of the instances where people say Jay Z sold out, and they kind of have been saying that for a while because a lot of his uh, his music was, you know, based on on getting money, which oh, is absolutely. crazy because a lot of people's music is like that. You know, that a lot of the objective is to to get the bag. There's um, no such yeah. thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. <laughs> I love that line. I love I'm that. Cute. <laughs> I love it. Also, shout out to his ad libs. His ad libs are so good. They're insane. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> is he? I don't know. I mean, I think what you said, Christian, is you scale up. Like, sure, anybody could point their finger and be like, oh, you sold out. But like, yeah. come on, like whenever you, you blow up, I think it's when you lose your authenticity, which I guess is a slippery sliding but, scale. Yeah, because authenticity can be manicured. Mm. But you know when it's when it's like uh, you have artificially a, brought upon. Even right? then, somebody's brand could be like, like <laughs> yeah. people are going to laugh, but you know the Try Guys? No. No, Who's so that? there was this gentleman, I'm not going to d- dive too deep in the conversation, but um basically people were like a little betrayed because um he was caught in a scandal where um he was talking to someone romantically while he was already romantically involved with somebody else and his whole brand was loving that person romantically and then just to kind of be seen as like oh man he was doing this stuff was he with them or was he He was like married to them oh okay yeah so yeah i don't want to go into depth like that because i don't even i'm not even in that sphere yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I'm media trained. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was like such a tragic situation, and people are like, "Oh, he sold out because his authenticity was critiqued by a mistake or an action." In that sense, so I feel like in that sense, selling out would be like his manicured approach of just like loving his wife only. Mm-hmm. Like that was his whole personality trait. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That um, from what I was aware, um. Yeah, that that type of thing led to um led to a disappointment. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I feel like selling out. Um, the common theme is like if someone's expectations of you doesn't match your true actions, and that can that's where your authenticity kind of comes in because mm-hmm. you yourself could like say I'm evolving, I'm getting larger, I'm doing this type of thing, mm-hmm. while someone else is just like, hey, you're not doing the things that you used to do, and it's just like I can't do the things that I used to do. I'm changing and evolving, and they're like, well, you sold out. You left like you did. So, are you saying that selling out is based on not actually based on authenticity, but more based on people's perspective? I feel like it's a, it's a perspective. I think like that's like a measure of character. If yeah. 
homies flirting with a few chicks. Yeah, that's not a great example. Whatever, but, yeah. but like, let's say. But no, but no, it, it, it it's true to form because yeah. you built this reputation on. I only love my wife, and then let me let me sneak out the back door and see what's <laughs> that way You know, so, so mean, was he like that was his career, and he's making money and, and yeah, and all like of that. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah, I guess you're kind of. I feel like you're selling out to yourself, though. Who gives a fuck what? Yeah, your I mean, YouTube comments. Yeah, say. so I mean, I'm sure his wife probably felt the same thing. Like, yeah, you sold like I believed in you. You sold out on me. Yeah, I let so you on a, on a personal level. Me. Yeah, yeah for real. Thing, uh, assuming that it was like his idea to bring her in. I yeah, it was. It was just. Is, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the situation like that, so I'm not gonna talk about. It. But that's a good example of um, mm. of like, I feel like um, it comes from a sense of betrayal, like um, that the feeling like oh the selling out, like they chose something as opposed to what they usually chose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also an aspect of selling out. As an artist. Yeah, which I think would almost tie into the, you know, Webster definition of like yeah, compromising. Yeah, was one of the yeah. highlighted words. Um, so my question to, to y'all, is there any coming back after selling out? Like, can, um. you, can, <laughs> you, can you redeem yourself? Is redemption a thing? People love redemption stories, sadly. They do. Yeah. <laughs> sadly? <laughs> because it, it, it cannibalizes a person as, oh, they made this mistake, but they have to make that. It's like an expected thing now. Yeah. Like they have to re- be redeemed or they have to offer an apology when they really probably don't feel the same way. So they want mm-hmm. to foster an expectation to soothe mm-hmm. themselves, which it it kind of messes up. Maybe the artist may feel like a way or something mm-hmm. like maybe the artist is something like crazy out of pocket or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're like and then they have to do an apology video yeah. or like something. Try- and it's like, I know this is not. You don't feel sorry for this. Like, I know for... And then they keep on doing it, and it's just yeah. like, why? Well, no. <laughs> and it's yeah, a lot of sorry, did y'all see when uh, they when Matt Lauer tried to get Kanye West to apologize for saying George Bush doesn't care about black people? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh see, like, it, God. It's like, it's like a force. It's a force. Literally it's so force. Viewers go... Or listeners go go watch that clip. It is fucking priceless. Because, yeah, that is exactly as you were saying. Yeah. He's like... No, <laughs> no, and yeah, <laughs> like oh, Good but Morning America. You know what? Shout out to th- in that instance, he uh-huh. did not sell out because that's another aspect of selling out too. Um, when someone that has more power than you, at least in theory, yeah, because no one should technically have a power over you. Um, at least in terms of like, hey, they have influence and everything, but you have the ability to choose. Um, in most, yeah. in most mm. instances, um, it, it depends on it depends on the philosophy on, on your ethics and personal thing, but. Um, that aside, um, yeah, like, um, if some powerful thing is like forcing you to like do this thing, um, just showing like, you know, resilience or like, um, just like, you know, little petty things, mm-hmm. uh, like, like <laughs> I'm bringing up this instance. So, um, I was told to do an event and then at the event they had like a specific theme for the flyer, but I gave them like a nice picture of myself and I was just like, okay, that's nice. Um, but then they applied a red tent and I was like, Hey, can you, I was going to put it up with the tent, uh, but I didn't mind. Um, but they didn't have it like formatted for like sharing on socials and just spreading the word. So I was just like, Hey, can you guys like change it? They're like, no, that's not in our obligations to change it. Didn't say nothing in the contract. So I just threw in Photoshop and did it myself. But like, (laughs) and I was just like, Oh yeah, I completely understand. And did it, did my own thing anyways. And, Mm -hmm. and because it didn't fit with my authentic thing. So sometimes um not selling out it it's it's a very it can be it's a depends because it can be selfish it could mm-hmm. be like it could be selfless um but 
um, I think speaking truth to power and understanding this that a lot of these things are like system based in terms of like the structural like integrity of society is kind of based on how much money and value can accrue to mm-hmm. and like resources. I mean, human survival is based on resources. Right. Um, it's a sad fact because like we live in a not a zero sum environment. We live in a positive sum environment, meaning that it's not if you get something, I can't get something. We live in an, in a world where, um, if you get something, I can get something as well. And because of like the dynamics of like um, just many structural institutions and just the histories of how countries and the world has formed, um, it's hard for us to see that in a lot of occasions. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Trent also, uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about your question, if you can come back, I, I was I was kind of thinking if there were, I, I really can't think of any examples. Uh, did, can y'all? Do y'all? Oh, people, people selling out. Right, but then like themselves. redeeming themselves after mm. the fact. Because, I mean, in theory, I, I suppose you could, but um, also I feel like if you sold out, then like there's pretty much no looking back and you're like on to the next <laughs> plateau of like Dep- selling de- out. Depends, <laughs> on the, depends on the person, honestly. I mean, you might go broke afterwards. I mean, like, yeah. like for example, I mean, we'll use like Jay-Z, for example. Like once he hit his first like million, you think he like was like, hmm, let me go back and like see if I can be authentic. Like probably not, but I would also but he have the grew. notion that he, he, um, you know, is like he 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 thought that he or he knew that he had his like authenticity intact as he's leveling up. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting question because I I, I can't quite think of an example. Did did yeah. one come to mind that, that no, you had? No, nothing came to mind. Mm. Um, um, I'm trying to think of an instance. Um, I was actually uh, I have an instance know. honestly. Oh hey. Um, so for to pimp a butterfly for Kendrick. Um, there was a time I remember when it was just dropped. Um, he had dropped the Black of the Berry, and he had said a line. Um, he was like, um, "So why?" It was something along the lines of like, "If Trey, if we're marching for Trayvon Martin uh, in the street, um, rest in peace." Um, then how can like gang violence lead to someone else dying, and I kill someone that's in my community? Um, and people mm. didn't take too kindly to the line and they thought it was just like a kind of cash grab type of thing. Like you're highlighting our trauma and putting it on a bigger stage for a monetary game. And in that sense, it's like you sold out to us. Like you want to be an archetype for the black community at large, but at the same time you're speaking counter or like you're using our worst moments to bring to the table. But with, um, with, I guess the the idea was like this is just an easy. Do you, easy, do you view um, the bar as false? In the context of the album, it makes sense. Like okay. in the context, but I understand. But sometimes, when an artist is being very very provocative and trying to um, say something, I feel like which I feel like is necessary. I feel like sometimes, yeah. sometimes an artist in that regard needs to subvert expectation to be seen as a sellout, as seen as someone that's counter. To raise awareness on certain issues mm-hmm. and to be, but that's the activism of me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I'm wearing my resist sweater right now. Like, resist. <laughs> resist. but, um, but yeah, um, and speaking to truth to power against like institutions or past wrongs or anything, 
um, along that regard. Um, yeah, it takes a, it takes a lot um, to be that vulnerable and exposed and say like, hey, this is my theories and everything. This is my way. I'm not telling you to subscribe to them. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you to do this, but this is like, like a freedom of how I'm expressing myself and how I want to um, create um, some meaning or something that's um, something that's different, something that can push us forward, be that person that mm-hmm. steps out and just is like, this is the culture, this is a niche, but this is something that needs to be brought upon. So, so in, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's well said. And I mean, as an, as an artist is, uh, and, and whatever medium that may be, as they climb up the ladder of success, I mean, what attributes are there that allow you to not be a quote-unquote sellout? Hmm. I guess is it just like retaining true to yourself, true to your roots, true to those who you set out to support? Um, and I mean, as long as you do that, aren't, can't you like essentially go on without being a sellout? Uh because I feel like for a certain part, I feel like MFs just start hating once you like get a lot of money. Like, and I don't have yeah. a lot of money, so I can't speak yeah, from it's, it's, firsthand it's experience. I mean, because it's a lack of resources because they themselves don't have resources. Yeah. That's that's where it comes from. I was in, yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, a lot of times, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? So then you're upset. It's a, a of your, I mean, own like rightful unfavorable situation but does that actually mean that that the subject you're pointing your finger at does that mean they sold out i don't know but but because that person is an like i said it's an expectation versus reality and that's a lot of time like that's where like betrayal is like the expectation was you're supposed to treat me this way but in reality you did this thing it's kind of like a framework like irony Mm -hmm. is like expectation versus reality sure and same thing with um some aspects of but like what betrayal. what what obligations would the successful individual hold and like to who exactly that's why that's why i raised that point like what you know when when a person buys into your your product or whatever you do mm-hmm. do they own a piece of you you know yeah. do you owe them something like morally or, f- yeah, or whatever yeah. morally because i mean in in truth and talib Kweli said this when he was arguing uh with someone online he was like this is a transaction. I made music and you purchased it. I don't owe you anything at that after that point. I agree. You know, you you got what yeah. I I I put it out there and you bought it. That's it. There's nothing that goes beyond that. You know? Yeah, I, it depends. It depends on the person themselves. I feel like um, yeah. also some depends peop- on you know the art and what you're selling and exactly. how you sell it as well. Yeah, because I feel like um, historically, especially for um, and and like i guess the fight for freedom whether it be like feminism whatever like cultural movement um like cultural movements like they look to artists musicians and people to push the culture forward mm-hmm. and historically that's been the precedent like artists are or like activists are usually the people that step up and then they just have to commit to something and people kind of just expect that of everyone that gets mm-hmm. elevated to positions of power because they have a platform and everyone sees like the platform is just like, oh yeah, this is, you have gained some notoriety, some type of influence and sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, it's, uh, um, it depends on the person. Some people 
don't feel like they're qualified, which justifiably so. I mean, if you mm-hmm. make money off music, what are you? What is your? Forget Kanye West, like <laughs> you know, you know what, what, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, remember the 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 interview he did, the Dream he, Champs one. No, like, no, I'm not talking like reset. Um, I'm talking about when he goes. Um, I love Gaga's music, but. <laughs> What she know that. about photography? Like, it, like oh. it, yeah, you know, like it, <laughs> because he was just. Well, I thought you were singing on the or speaking about the first one when he was he was, but he was just ripping on him for like wearing baseball caps or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was but that, that was so funny. But that like, was so funny. Okay, no, sorry, continue. No, but like that. I mean, I understand his point. Like, if if someone <laughs> is like focused on this area. Like, why elevate them or, like, why why respect their opinion in another medium that they have no investment in? Especially when they're put places where it's just to, as a mm-hmm. as a source to draw attraction um, to a product. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being someone that, like, does it and it's, like, kind of, is like, has an insight and is just, like, hey, this is another interest that I do. So, that I have. where's Ja? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, wait, were, were you saying Ye was... Uh, incorrect in his criticism of Lady Gaga. No, no, no. I think that was just an epitome of the of the of the criticism. But like, um, yeah, like think about it. Like we look to celebrities sometimes to uh, to um, look and at the culture and be like, all right, where do we go from here? So but um, but I, you have uh, philosophers. No, sorry, finish, 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 finish. Yeah, my fault. I'm like taking a lot of space this episode. Yeah. You have like philosophers that sit and dwell on this stuff all the time. Sociologists, people that dedicate their whole lives to this. Cultural critics. Cultural critics. Shout out Susan Sontag. Cultural critics. People that like sit with this and they're not elevated to the same positions in our society. So sometimes some critiques or some takes by certain people are seen as like, oh man, this is not moving forward. Mm -hmm. But there are like resources for people. It's just like, some of it is gate kept. Some of it is just like if someone were to abstract like a research paper, you have to pay to get like the research paper and like mm-hmm. it's not open source or some shit. Trent, did you have something to say prior to oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that the uh, the where's jaw quote. That was what is a, that? Uh, that was a quote from Dave Chappelle, um, which it was in his for what it's worth stand up. Uh, he was talking about. Um, I can't remember if he he was on MTV or or oh no 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 he was talking about when nine eleven happened and on MTV they got Ja Rule on the phone to get his thoughts and it, it was <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah 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 like you see no, what I'm saying like they, I need to see that like, clear Ja I need to make sense of this but no but his point was like you were saying like we we sort of unjustly look to celebrities to have all the answers to be these 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 figures in our life that we turn to and sometimes you know it's it's not really that you know all that all that motherfucker want to do is make music but now he's got to be a political advisor <laughs> and all that okay you know? I'm, I'm sorry but like <laughs> what was the con there's like no way the like trl 2001 or- like 9 11 it's 4 30 p.m and they're like get job rule on the phone like, yeah. <laughs> what, like what was the actual context it, it was the, I, mean, I mean it was just you know jara who was popping at the time you know he was all over the radio so people i, I think part on 9 11 yeah on this is natural <laughs> what it's, it's, it's a comfort thing too sure wanna, absolutely they want to say oh look at you know you guys love ja rule and look how calm and collected he is about what this. did he He's say gonna, about it i don't remember uh because i only re- I, <laughs> where's ja <laughs> what 
way, dude. I have to freaking see this. Oh, I mean, we got to pull that up after the episode. We do. John Rule, you know, if you want to come on the podcast one time, this is going to be so Oh, funny. wow. This is the I think we had Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. Episode <laughs> seven, might, I think we had we might have No belts in the Jaru. building. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> let me... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shouts out to our dream episode. Was that the dream? No, 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 that wasn't the dream episode. No, that was the introduction, I believe, to like, no, that you were one fresh of off of that dream, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I was fresh <laughs> off the dream. <laughs> Just don't bring a super soaker, John Roll. Don't Come alone, don't bring your people, I get that is it. So, oh. <laughs> if I could propose a, a, a Bill uh, checked at the door. <laughs> <laughs> checked at the door. Pat him down. Uh, but so, if you were, if I guess this is a, a bit of an abstract uh, okay. scenario here, but I mean, Christian, if you were, uh, you know, say you, uh, you know, eclectic sage, uh, boom, he he just, uh, you know, is on the leg end of his tour. Uh, Madison Square Garden is sold out. You've had a successful last two to three years. You've amassed, uh, you know, a few million in the bank account. What are your obligations? Don't in forget your, about your boys. Don't uh, sure. Yeah, but I like, mean, what are what are your moral obligations and like financial? Because obviously, there's going to yeah. be a ton of money tied into the entirety of, uh, you know, your who who you are and your credibility and your character. So from your perspective and, and Trent as well, what are gotcha. your obligations to your community um, and to your family? Just to speak on um, just to speak on things that are true to myself and not to um, sometimes like especially when you're writing stuff, um, mm-hmm. a friend taught me this recently. Um, you have to write from the soul and a lot of times like like we said in the photography episode, sometimes there's different modes of humanity. There's tragedy and there's like there's genuine like joy and bliss. And I feel like when you uh, are constantly like milling and grinding and stuff um, in the process, you're not going to have time for every person. And some people are going to be like, oh, man, you sold out. Yeah, you sold out, which is like a natural thing. But I feel like my obligation is to. um, I mean, are you giving back to your block? Are you like giving back to your school or like, yeah, like what are you like? Because everybody's going to be pointing their finger at you, especially from the Bronx and be like, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Like what personal checkboxes? And again, it's more of an abstract. Yeah. But like, Um, what would you like if you have any like, you know, big things that you would do mm -hmm. to ensure that your character didn't quote unquote sell out within your own perspective? Um, Well, in the future, I kind of plan on. Multi- opening like multiple businesses and stuff um for myself and i really wanted to um have those businesses like be like relevant in the community like as part of like community thing throwing events and stuff um if i'm at that level of power and wealth um i think it's my obligation just whether it be investing in school because even with investing in schools mm-hmm. like let's say you invest in a school right and they use the money and like it's good for the program and everything. Um, some people are saying like the industry of charity mm-hmm. is also like a convoluted thing in terms of ethics. We, like had, a big one. we had a big conversation yeah. about that, like off the thing, because let's say you make a charitable donation to your open <laughs> to your own find- mm-hmm. foundation and charity the way that you have like write-offs and incentives and everything. Right. Don't you like profit off that? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, 
abstractly, it's a very ethical thing. But also at the same time, you're giving us a resource to people. And Yvonne. I feel like, yeah, I feel I feel like we're a resource. But like, I feel like um, my obligation is to, um, yeah, just make sure everyone's okay. I don't know. But what, in what ways? Broad. I guess like, I don't know in what ways because I yeah because like if I just say like oh yeah I'm gonna donate to the school or like I'm gonna donate to this thing mm-hmm. and then I do it it's gonna be like okay he did what he said but at the same time did he make a difference and I feel like mm. I feel like for me I feel like I just need to I think make it's differences. beyond your power at that point yeah so I don't even know I well, I don't have anything concrete to say right but so I guess in like a general you know overarching sense like you would just make sure that you donate a portion of your fortune to uh you know endeavors that you find uh critical for for the next generation essentially yeah and infrastructure and stuff but uh-huh. also the problem is and um it comes to outsource and power so let's say someone's like really, really rich, right? Mm-hmm. And then they donate to political campaigns that they believe in, right? Yeah. So then you have like a huge influx that of from money. from soundboard. Yeah. That was <laughs> you have a huge influx of money going to one person's will. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oftentimes um, everybody like blows up and they're like, I have to give back to the community and to mm-hmm. my, I have to give back to my block or whatever. Yeah. And that's like a natural thing to pay respect. And then sometimes mm-hmm. people get burned and then they stop doing it and then they, go on and then they mm-hmm. go on to th- this thing and then they reach a point where they want to exert their own will and then put money into the causes that they believe in rather mm-hmm. than the people themselves right and letting them and i feel like some of the responsibility is the person trying to um do good allow for the people to do good like mm. with like work with the people rather than speak for the people mm. because the people know what they want um on personal levels and once you reach a different like class standing you won't be as in tune to things you'll just be in tune to yeah. what your thing was mm-hmm. before so um I, th- I think that is like a pretty substantial struggle of you know like staying connected to the ground floor whenever you elevate so so you know high is that like yeah your your perspective kind of like changes from yeah from your perspective changes so um what ah, about you, Trent? What do you, what do you think, Trent? What do you think I should uh, Dynamic lover <laughs> photography, um, you know, has just... Uh, and dynamic love soap products coming soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it's interesting because I've asked myself this question plenty of times because I had the, you know, the situation with me uh, doing some artwork for rappers, which I talked mm, about in an yeah. earlier episode. I kind of felt like I sold out on that, you know? Yeah. Really? Like I kind of, yeah, that's why I stopped drawing things for people and i settled on photography as a compromise Mm -hmm. um but uh you know it's funny i'm thinking of all these examples i remember uh mr t uh was criticized for wearing these like beat up shoes and he said he wears those to remember where he came from whoa that's badass that's beautiful what was his deal with that um it's just shoes he had for a while and i think he was on some talk show and somebody criticized him he explained it to him was like yo i I come from a rough upbringing and I wear these. So when I look down at my feet, I know it's like, yo, like wow. no matter how, the amount of success I can get, you know, the shit was bad. I don't you know, know if it keeps any modern celebrity has that humility. I mean, I mean was, somewhere, but that was going to be yeah. one of our follow up questions. Where, that. But, um, I don't where's know, he with, from? 
he seems like a New York guy. Is he from New York? I think he Maybe. is. Maybe. He does feel like a New York guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but okay, no, that's people? that's incredible. That's what, very remarkable. But wait, what was the question? How would I? How like, would I, what, what obligations? How would I keep from selling what, out? Yeah, would you find necessary to ensure within your own heart and mind? I don't know. I've got a, that. I'm. I've got an interesting perspective on selling out, and I think that kind of play it would play into that. I mean, the only thing I would really want to do is like take care of the people that help take care of me yeah, as much I as like I can. Important. And and sometimes that's not always monetary because, um, yeah, you know, we, we, I've known a lot of people that were addicts and, you know, things of that nature. And sometimes just giving people money or status or whatever is actually more harmful than helpful. So that may be on a case by case basis. And also I want to invest in things that, um, that I either thought I needed or helped made me a better person mm-hmm. um, while I was younger. But I mean, essentially, I don't know. I, when it comes to selling out, I I wholeheartedly believe that no one, no one outside of you can decide what that is but you. Only you can determine if you've sold out. So I mean, you know, as long as I. I do things that make me feel a certain way. And I never mm-hmm. try to do things that make me feel negative or make me feel like I'm going to be way too drained. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I'm kind of a people pleaser and that kind of, but I always kind of try to take it back and pull back and, um, you know, withdraw from those things after a while. Mm. But I don't know if I'd ever get to that status. I'm kind of a, I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of like reclusive billionaires. So I, I, yeah. I, I could do that. But I mean, I don't know. That's all that would. Um, that's it. Yeah. Tr- making sure I take care. Though, though there's a lot of people that help me. Yeah. You might help have develop some, yeah. me. So I don't know. I might end Second up Second cousins and <laughs> people <laughs> coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, nephews, friends. Cousin and, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Twice removed, you get nothing. Just all the love that you experienced during your you. life. Like to Mont. To monetize all the love that you've been giving in your life and trying to figure out a way to give it back, I feel like that's a losing battle. Yeah, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's a losing battle. There's yeah. so much. There's so much that I've experienced in life that has been so good to my character that it's impossible to monetarily give that back. The mm-hmm. only way I could give that back is just be present for people. I was gonna yeah. say the only way to reciprocate that is love. Like the only mm-hmm. honest way to do it. I mean, money is cool. Yeah. But I mean, love for love is like really the only. True yeah. Way. I mean, even yeah. just. Yeah showing someone hey i i remember you and i acknowledge your mm-hmm. you know your position in my life yeah you know? and what do you think people, uh what do you think uh selling out would mean for the i'm not supposed to be here podcast for the ha, i had that question written down. I, I was thinking <laughs> about it i was thinking about it <laughs> yeah selling out for <laughs> us would be i don't know i mean i have one i have one as long as you're like i mean maybe if we like uh, I don't know for maybe if we did like advertisements for like Lockheed Martin or something like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. extreme like Please. weapons of war manufacturers. I did want to do a deep dive into Lockheed Martin, some shit like that. Yo, um, nah, I, I think about that kind of thing all the time because I have a lot of pod. I, li- I listen. I used to consume a lot of podcasts, but and it's always interesting to hear them doing uh, advertisements and. Mm-hmm. Uh, two in particular that I want to mention real quick. Uh, the Double Toasted um, 
you know, the the owner of that, Corey Coleman, he only really endorses products that he's used. Mm. You, know, you know, so they'll send him something, he'll use them. If he likes it, you know, he's like, all right, I'll take money from them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fucking Bill Burr, the comedian, mm-hmm. like he has the best advertisements ever. And it really? doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel, I, I wouldn't call it selling out because it doesn't feel like he is like, doing a commercial for them yeah. he turns it into a bit and he basically spends like two minutes shitting on the product or whatever <laughs> you know but it's so always so funny it's like yo like that doesn't even feel like him mm-hmm. doing an advertisement but for us so what, yeah what would it be for us i um, feel like it would be just losing a friendship if everything mm, that's a good one i feel mm. like just losing the connection that we have would be the biggest loss doing yeah it and not having our hearts in it yep yeah, yeah. i think that that would be selling out mm. Or keep yeah. it. It's kind of like when you have a movie that has like a trilogy and they make a fourth one. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why keep it going? <laughs> shouts out to the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shots fired! But I did like the movie. Uh, it, really? It was, I think it was I, over at the, after the first one. But there are some interesting yeah, things. But that's not what this is about. Mm. Yeah, we, we should do a I deep dive on the Matrix. We movie. should. <laughs> we should because I, I feel like I have a dissenting opinion. <laughs> Ooh, whoa. Ooh. Honestly, uh, okay, we'll say that. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, he said, I'm ready to screw up right now. Yeah. He said he was aggressive last episode. We're still in the same spot, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're pulling the curtains back, but <laughs> I mean, but no, did you did you have an answer, Lucas? Uh for my own question. Yes. Which was uh how how would the yeah, I mean, How we sell out I don't think it, it's it's all too necessary to overstate just because I I agree with what you guys said. I think that first you have to be there emotionally for those who helped you in your come up. Um, and then I, I think like the main I mean, whenever I think of the topic of selling out, it, it automatically ties into like monetary means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that. I mean, so like, obviously I would be there. Well, I say that now, but I would be there to the absolute best of my ability be the same person, emotionally, personality, my character, all of that. Um, but I think it could just get like a little tricky uh, if you don't have your head completely screwed on whenever it comes to the financial matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in that regard, I don't know. I think I kind of play it by ear, shoot from the hip, like. Mm, do I feel like giving 50 grand to, you know, cousin <laughs> of second cousin? Maybe. But like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, I think that like just just doing the right thing uh, would be important. I know that's a very like cliche kind of statement. Yeah. But I think that it, it, it it's too much to try to look around the corner and say like, oh, I would do this, wouldn't do that, would do this. Yeah. Because you never know what's coming at you. Yeah. yeah you never, you know. never know. And like, man, you would have a lot of stuff flying at you with you know, a, a, yeah. a boatload of money, but, uh, really, I mean, my, my, um, only, I guess, viewpoint on staying true and not selling out given you were to, uh, you know, experience substantial success, I think is, yeah. I mean, be there for everybody that's always been there for you and kind of play it by ear, but be smart with, with your money. Yeah. Um, um. Uh, time, time. I, I don't know. You brought up an interesting point. Like Which part? When people are not selling out. People are selling out for something other than money. And immediately I thought of relationships. But I had one final question before we bring it to a close. Okay. Yeah. Goddamn time. We're um, out of time. Is, is selling out even relevant anymore when we live in a get the bag age? Because, I mean, 
sell it, the the term selling out has been a while for a while, but it really started applying <sighs> to musicians and everything. Probably around the late sixties, early seventies during the, mm -hmm. the Vietnam era, you know, and um <clears throat> you had a lot of activism going on and anybody going against or in some cases I mean going with or in some cases against that that's when they be called a sellout but we live mm -hmm. in completely different times where music isn't making money at least not for the artists like we mentioned yeah, not, before like it's, it's, it takes a lot and so is it relevant so we need like it, it's yeah is it relevant is the question but we you know what I'm saying because people same need thing to make with money like YouTube people need yeah because in modern era like a lot of advertisements and endorsements are necessary in order for an artist to sustain their mm -hmm. creative pursuits to do something extraordinary. But um, I guess selling out in that regard is just choosing who and what brands you align with, um, which in itself is like every, because of system, like system based issues, you can't be there for every point of contention. Like mm -hmm. if some, because the supply chain line of getting a product is just unethical. You can't blame the end product or the thing in between. All you can do is just do your best to like speak on it. And also like when you're asked, like, is this a something that you want to do? Hey, this is like something that this is done. But sometimes people are obligated by contract not to say stuff. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's like iffy stuff. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's still relevant. I think it's kind of like a timeless um, topic for, for any artist that you follow and are passionate about their work, I think that the integrity that they retain throughout their career, I think that's a pretty timeless element. Yeah. You know what I thought of? Damn, no smoke. But you know who I think kind of <laughs> sold out? <laughs> Go ahead, say Jaw like, Mr. Doc. Jaw's cool in my book. Um, dude, like, Shout like out okay, this is like really borderline low. disrespectful, but like Snoop Dogg. Like, Oh Dude, no! He's doing oh, like no. sketchers. He's doing eye drops. He's doing printer paper. And I'm like, I'm I'm being a tad bit facetious, but like, like I I like so I deleted IG for a little bit. Oh, I just man. got back. Wait, on. he's doing printer paper. No, 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 that was like Shaq. <laughs> he does printers. Shaq's also kind of like a, mm, I don't know if you like. I think that's almost atypical but, uh, sellout, but. My thing is, is like I was, I was looking at, uh, so whatever. I was off IG. I love them. I was on this <laughs> bullshit, and I love them too. And that's why I yeah. feel like a little bit, like I'm crossing them a little Expectation bit. Expectation versus reality. They gotta make money. They're retired. <laughs> I get. <laughs> they don't be but like the thing is, is you got bread. You got bread. They are not. Neither of them are scraping for change in their car. But but my only thing is like, so I was off IG. This stupid fucking explore page on Snapchat. I was always looking at it. And I'm just looking at Snoop Dogg. I'm like, dude, you're doing like some like bullshit energy drink. Like I know you don't care about. Uh again, like just all these little like just like tedious kind of like reminds me of the boondocks episode, but we could talk about that later. So, anyways, I am sorry, Snoop Dogg. I didn't no, mean no, to fire you, shots you, at you, yo, but like you lit up. That, yeah, you lit LMG. Yo, whenever I fire off. That's what it is. Hey, um, we got to start look, episode look, 10. We're pros. And like also, <laughs> shit, who am I to say? Because we crossed the threshold. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I mean, he's an OG. And you know what? One could argue that once you've, like, made your, you know, your, your stake in the game, then do whatever the fuck you want. But all I'm saying is, like, that's kind of my perspective is that, mm -hmm. like, once you start doing stuff that has zero relevancy to who you are, where you came from, mm -hmm. and you're doing it just for the bread, 
That's a little bit of a sod, in my opinion. I, I'm crying. You're going to start sponsoring? Love LMG. you, Snoop Dogg. LMG about to start self-sponsoring. <laughs> Yo, I think, um, and this may even complicate the issue, too. It's also, it may be important what you do with the money as well. Okay. Yeah. It's like Great he's point. using all that money to support something. Because I remember there was a big... Um, there's a big controversy with Akon doing a song with 6ix9ine. And he was like, yo, I'm about to flip this money and build a city and make sure my people have power and water. And okay, that's that. incredibly so I think that's, noble. You know, you know, and I'm not Compromise. sure what... Um, uh, it's tough. I know Shaq does a lot of philanthropy work. I'm not sure what Snoop does. Um, He'd be on know. wine bottles. Shout out to Snoop. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> Shout sure out to Snoop. I'm sure Snoop does a lot for his people, but I'm not sure I didn't... You know, I didn't I didn't, uh, Shaq doing the general commercials. Hey, yeah. Did you ever see there was like a complete like lineage of how they became friends? You know the general like the auto insurance that Shaq <laughs> does. Like they were like born in the same hospital like when I'm they were crying. babies and they totally became friends. Crazy yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, look, y'all, we we've been cranking them out. Um, this this actually went a little bit more further than I thought it was going to go. I feel like um, we can revisit this topic I, multiple you know, times. I, I had we stuff can. That I didn't get to, of course, as always. Spit it um, out. Um, Rap no, fire. no, no. We're gonna, oh. uh, we're gonna, yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna wrap it up. We're gonna All wrap right. it up. We'll uh, real quick. Yeah, closing thoughts. Thank you. Thank yous. Um, closing thoughts. I think and only yous. you can decide what selling out is. I don't look towards. I'm at the point now where I don't look towards celebrities and expect a lot. I just, if I rock with your art, then I rock with it. Yeah. Uh, anything outside of that that you do, unless it's like really crazy, like uh, pedophilia, then I'll probably, you know, keep rocking with your art as long as it moves me in a certain way. Um, but special mm. thank yous to, you know, all the people who helped me build and grow. Special thank you to this uh, random stranger who bought me a comic book. And I was like That's six old. years old, and I just had a bunch of change in my pocket because I was like, oh, is this enough for the comic book? And they're like, you know what? I got this kid's comic book. Like, that helped me become the person I am. That's what I think of when um, That's I'm thinking back. about keeping my integrity uh, when I get to whatever stage I am. I always try to do something like that and give back, you know, pay it forward. Uh, mm. That's how I keep my integrity. But yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah. You know, we're in. You got the full name, uh, Lucas. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, thank yous to the usual everybody. Hopefully we've like maybe gained a new listener by this point. Um, so thank you if you are Shout tuning in for guy. some of the first times. One them. Um, one and then closing statement, everybody. stay true. Stay true. Yeah, I think as Trent said, only you can decide if you've sold out or not. Stay true and keep on keeping on. Shout out to the people that uh hold me down every time. And uh Shout out to the relationships I have and all the love I've experienced in my life and will experience because, you know, time is, uh, I want to do an episode on time, but time is, uh, is fixed. So I'm just experiencing it. Ever present. Facts. Uh, and that's our show. Episode 10 in a bag. Thank you. You've been a loyal, invisible audience.